When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, did I scare you? Hey, welcome to no. the Fanatical Elves pregame right. show. <laughs> I'm easily frightened, John. Don't do we that. Are. I'm an old man. I know. I almost had a heart attack when I stopped the music. Uh, Rams against the Browns this afternoon at 425. Fox, I will have the sound down as I went on a rant last night because this stupid Mute. moron idiot, um, Whatever his moron, the fumble Ruski guy, the butt fumble guy. Uh, butt fumble uh, Mark Fan- Sanchez. Mark Sanchez will be broadcasting the game for the uh, for Fox. Why Fox is doing this to torture Cleveland Browns fans is, well, it's just that. They want to torture us Browns fans. So we will have the mute button on, like Thank many you. of you else across the country. I hope all Browns fans, uh, it's too bad we have to watch it visually and we have to give Fox you know, money. Um, but hey, welcome to the show. We're talking the Browns, Rams, and lots to talk about. We um, we have a new quarterback going in there, Shane Falco. Um, wait, I'm sorry, Joe no, Flacco. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Shane. Um, I know we all would. Um, welcome, uh, all of you, gentlemen. Samuel down there in Arlington, Texas, sporting his Texas Rangers. I got my Cowboys World- shirt on too. <laughs> Oh, you repping oh, all wow. the Dallas <laughs> I don't know if, if fans watching this today will be uh, very happy about that, Samuel. But but nah, they, here we, we 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 got our we got our Browns gear. Um, let's go around the room, uh, Samuel. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Good. It's fun. Um, I'm waiting for the Browns game. I'm excited. I'm ready to see Joe Flacco. See what he has to do for this team, but. I'm doing good. Weather's warmer now. I'm not freezing and dying every single time I walk outside. It's the nice time of the weather where the thing about Texas that sucks is we don't get uh, trees that change color. They just die. They just fall off. They just no no red, no yellow. It's just green and then dead. So that kind of sucks. But yeah, it's nice out here in Texas and I'm excited for the game. When I first moved out to Wichita, Kansas, I always talked about when I would describe the the um, geography and the climate out there in Wichita, I'd always say, and here are the bushes of Kansas, not trees. I would never just like, you guys don't have like trees don't exist out in Texas or, or, or um, out West. Yeah. It just, so, um, well, I'm glad it's, it's, uh, you know, decent out there. I, we were just talking off air where you live. I mean, if you've ever been to, any of you who are listening, been to Dallas or that area? It's just such a ginormous region. Um, so much to do down there. What ginormous? What do you say? Ginormous. That's bigger yeah. than enormous. It's big enough that JFK had to fly from one city to the other. Oh my gosh! There you go. Now that's. <laughs> Carson yeah, probably was hey, unnecessary. Wow. It's like a twenty-minute flight. I don't even know if they were able to get to cruising altitude. My favorite coming down, but. 
my favorite memory or least favorite memory of Dallas was when I went down there um, on one occasion with my daughter and she wasn't playing in an AAU basketball tournament because many of those, the big tournaments were down in Dallas. We'd make the five hour drive from Wichita and um, we got stuck in just gods of traffic. And I remember we were just like sitting just like a big parking lot. And I was like, we can't do this any longer. It was, we had been sitting for like an hour and a half crawling. And I remember we just got off and we ate at a Chili's restaurant and like literally for another two hours and just let the traffic, you know, it would subside a little bit. It was just nuts. Yeah. And traffic's bad in Dallas. We don't go to Dallas very often, but it was, it was, it was, yeah, Dallas is fun. I've actually been to the spot uh, where JFK was killed. There's actually where he was shot. They taped an X right on the road. So you can see exactly uh, where he Plaza. was. Hit. What is it called, Steve? Dealey Plaza. Dealey Plaza. Okay. Little known fact, JFK was a Browns fan. Oh, uh, really? Really? Yes. That's actually kind of cool. I never knew that. That is cool. How did you find that out, Steve? You're like the I, I you, know you find that. all these little nuggets of of, of information that, that are just you know it's like Henry Kissinger, Hank Aaron, uh, um, James Brown, uh, yeah. Elvis Presley, all Browns fans. Really, all of them. Yeah. So speaking of Browns fans, let's talk just for a second here. Paul Brown, the most famous Cleveland Brown of all time. He founded the Browns. There's another guy named Paul Brown who's from London, England. And we, uh, many of us here. A hell of a time out in L.A. Having a hell of a time <laughs> in L.A. Um, they had a big party last night out there. and he's, They closed the street down in L.A. for Browns fans. No. Think about that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. They it's, had a street party. Closed it down. That's pretty, pretty Locked impressive. Locked it off. That's very um, impressive. <laughs> so they're all out there. I don't know where they're um, tailgating exactly. I think he sent out a map to all Lot you. P. Lot P. Pink for yeah. pink or something, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's so, a pink lot and then there's a lot P. He sent out the graphic this morning. I saw it. Yes. I think I reposted it here on our, on our yes, network. By the way, thank you again. All of you guys who are listening, following us along, watching us right now, live um, download us on Apple, Spotify. Again, our downloads are continuing to, we're just exploding every month. We're getting 20, 30, 40% more downloads. So um, anyway, uh, so we got a big game this afternoon, uh, just in about an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes from now. And the big news for the Browns coming into this game is that Joe Flacco is going to be suiting up the longtime Baltimore Ravens quarterback who um, was very successful against the Brownies will now be playing for the Brownies and trying to beat the Los Angeles Rams. What are your initial thoughts on this move? Let's start with you, Steve, and then go down to you, uh, Sam. Well, I was a little apprehensive about this, uh, but, in the last couple of days, I've talked to people who know more about football mm -hmm. than I do. Really? And I can't imagine. They are, they are all very confident about uh, Joe Flacco uh, and the team. Uh, I yeah. was just kind of blown away. You know, I was thinking everybody would be kind of like a 15-year vet, hadn't practiced that much, wasn't in training camp. But they're all like, they'll be fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yes. Um, 
it's it's probably going to be about 70% Browns fans from what I'm hearing. Might be more. So it's going to feel like a home game. Um, Miles Garrett, no problems. I love that. Still a little apprehensive about uh, Denzel Ward not playing. Um, kind of worries me, but uh, they called up A.J. Green. So I like that. Um, offensively, let's see what they can do. I mean, the Rams are middle-of-the-road defense. They do have Aaron Donald, <laughs> who everybody should pay attention to, and their inside defensive line is very good. But then that's the strength of the Browns, the guards and the centers. So um, I expect big days from Amari Cooper and uh, Elijah Green, veteran wide receivers with a veteran quarterback. Yeah, I think, and I'm I'm anxious to see. I, I mentioned this the other night on Thursday with our other show, but um, Will kept like some people are reporting or getting out there on social media saying that um, Will Kevin Stefanski uh, let Joe uh, air it out. Um, I, I think they're going to – I suspect, if I'm a betting man, that he'll at least give Joe one look early where he, he can let him go deep just to see. I think, I think they're going to stick to the running game a little early uh-huh. and then okay. develop the long passing game. Let okay. him get a feel. Let him get a feel for the game. It's been a while yeah. <laughs> since he's played. Yes. I mean, this no kidding. He's only won three games in his last uh, 17 starts. So um, – yes. So I, I'd let him get a feel and see what happens. Uh, I'd love to see a few backside runs by Jerome Ford. Yeah. And let's just roll. Sam, how you doing today? And again, what are your initial takes on uh, Joe Flacco? Yeah. Uh, I think Kevin will limit Joe Flacco just a little because that's what you do with the new quarterback most of the time. Yep. I think he'll limit him a little. I think it is. I think he does trust Joe Flacco in the sense that he's a veteran. He's been playing for a while. He knows what he's doing. But I think he still will limit him because he hasn't learned the offense. Well, I mean, he hasn't learned it fully. And he also hasn't had a game time speed playing. He hasn't played in a game yet. But I think he will probably let him do his thing a little. Um, I think the running game will be uh, really crucial to keeping this game uh, in control, in control, running it, controlling the clock, things like that. Um, but I think it'll be fun to see how Joe Flacco does with the Browns because, as you said, John, he's very good against the Browns, and now he's playing for us. So we'll see how he does against the Rams, who aren't the best of teams, but we'll see how he does. 2-0 and um, versus the Rams. Yeah. Two, oh, okay. I did Joe not Flacco. know that. 2-0. Okay. okay. Were those games played in Baltimore or in um, Los uh, Angeles? Yes. You know? Okay. Um you know, oh, well, I'm, not, I'm not sure where, but he was with you know, the Ravens. You, you were so. talking a little bit about the uh, the crowd uh, being predominantly Cleveland. Hopefully, you know, it's just be. in <laughs> our research and going through this and learning about the Browns. And I talked about this on our show or my show the other night. Um, you know, the Rams actually started in Cleveland, uh, formed in yep. 1936, uh, 37. They won a championship in 45. Um, Paul Brown was coming in with the Brownies and. Um, Rams shipped out west, uh, stayed there till 1995 when they went to um, St. Louis. And they stayed in St. Louis for a while, and now they've come back to um, Los Angeles. So they have not – they had a fan base, but when you talk to these folks out there in California, it has been a struggle um, to to find a real secure group of 
folks, especially when you've moved, especially lately. So we'll see how that, that holds uh, for the Browns. Hopefully it, that will, uh, like you said, they closed down a street last night. Um, so that suggests there's a lot of Browns fans and, uh, Hopefully that'll be a, a, a good thing going into this game. So, so besides Joe Flacco, and I guess, you know, who, he, like, who will he target? You know, Elijah Moore, he got to play with a little bit. Amari Cooper, who we've all seen have a great year. You know, he got crushed in the ribs last week, but it sounds like he's going to, you know, be out there and see him. I see Flacco uh, using him because he's a veteran and knows a little bit about him probably. Um so those things all bode well. You, I, you mentioned Jerome Ford. Anybody else offensively that you think the Browns will be using? Is David Njoku going to get a lot of touches, you think, in this game? Oh, yeah. Steve, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has the he number might. one yards after the catch for tight ends in the mm-hmm. league right now. Sam. So, I expect I think less Cedric Tillman looks- Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah Tillman. Hopefully. Tillman. Yes. I think Cedric yep. Tillman's going to have some another a bigger role in this game, especially with yep. Amari Cooper, who I who he's go, he is going to play, but I think he might be just a tad bit limited, making sure his ribs are all right. Yeah. Um, but if if Amari walks up, Kevin's like, yeah, I'm hundred percent. He'll I'll continue playing him. But I think Cedric Tillman will see, really do is, his thing this game. See, this is where you wonder, like, with somebody like a quarterback like Joe Flacco, who's been in the league forever. You know, as a quarterback, will, will he prefer to, you know, to try to look for Amari and Elijah Moore? Or, like you're suggesting, will maybe those guys are getting covered up? Then will Tillman, in, will he be comfortable as the quarterback going to a rookie like Tillman who doesn't know the kid, on, you know, much? Just, you know, just curious to see how it all plays out. It'll be an interesting topic. Maybe we can talk about it at our post game show to see how it all kind of panned out. Um, also, anxious to see what kind of balance the Browns have on offense with runs and, and, and passes. It should probably balance out pretty good. I have a feeling in this one, but um, obviously that will be another uh, topic uh, after the game. Where do you oh, see that? <laughs> Where do you think that Sam, let's start with you first. What do you think about the run pass balance? And do you think it's going to be pretty balanced tonight or what do you I think? I think it probably will be balanced, but if I think if, it's going to be situational football. I think if the Rams decide, hey, let's just not stop the run. Let's just put two men in the box the whole game. Then we're going to run the ball yeah. the more than we're going to pass. But if they say, hey, let's put nine of our defenders in the box, we're going to pass more. But I think it's more situational. I think it'll be balanced as as possible. But I think depending on how the Rams react to certain things, I think it'll definitely be a more situational type of scenario. Let me talk about oh, Steve, let's let's finish. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I agree with uh, um, Samuel a little bit that uh, I think the Rams are going to start out with a stacked box, daring yep. the uh, Browns to run because uh, uh, Flacco hadn't been in uh, yeah. practice that much. Um, so they, they're going to figure the Browns are going to try to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns are still top three in rushing offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the league, even to this to this point, so yeah, they're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to see how much play action they use. Uh, uh, Flacco is very good at that. Uh, so to do that, you got to be able to run the ball. You know, so, uh, yeah. to sell uh, to sell the play action, you got to have a running game. 
So that's what I'm going to be looking Matthew, for. Matthew Stafford, tell me what, what your expectation, what do you think is going to happen with him today, Steve? Let's go back to you. Matthew Stafford. Veteran I'm, quarterback. I'm, I'm nervous. Make about any throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets rid of the ball real quick, even mm-hmm. though he's been sacked 20 times in 10 games. Uh, it's more or less not on his offensive line. None, none of the offensive linemen have given up more than two sacks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's been him holding onto the ball a little bit, too much. But he gets mm-hmm. rid of it quickly. He mm-hmm. makes any throw. He's got great eyes. He can see the entire field. Um, uh, Jim Schwartz is going to have to really, really dial it up on um, – Coverage schemes. I, I'm going to be interested to see how much zone he plays to protect against Denzel Ward not being there. Uh, Greg Newsom is going to have to play better than he did against Denver. He gave those Denver wide receivers way too much cushion. Um, so, and also safety, Juan Thornhill's back. That's good. Um, yeah. So let's, let's, Let's see what uh, Jim Schwartz does in coverage. There's he's like Russell Wilson. He's a veteran quarterback. You can't really surprise him with yes. anything. So it'll be interesting to see what he does on the defensive line um, with a scheme. Like if he does something like he did with uh, Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore game, uh, lining people up like in a in an I formation as uh, Jackson came to the line and then spreading them out. Yes. So we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, he scares me. He scares about, me in the running back Williams. Yes. Scares me because he's just like Jalen Warren of the Steelers and Jay, you know how I feel about him, John. Right. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what do you think about Matthew Stafford? Are you, are you nervous? Yeah. A little, but I think the loss of Denzel Ward is going to be something that we're going to have to worry about because he's, mm-hmm. I said in my podcast that he's the best secondary player we have right now. And someone like, uh, I mean, his replacement isn't terrible, but it's just him having him there. He locks down whoever he's covering more or less. Occasionally he gets messed up or lost. That's what happens sometimes because sometimes you play really good receivers. But I think especially with players like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua uh, running their routes and Cooper Cup was Super Bowl MVP last or no, two years ago, and he's so yeah. he, he's clearly pretty good. But I think it's it'll be interesting to see how we do. I think the secondary will have improved a little. Uh, Jim Schwartz, he'll be no, he'll be he's been studying this whole week. I bet he knows exactly what he's got to do uh, to the best of his abilities, the best of his players' abilities to figure out exactly how to keep Matthew Stafford from having too good of a game. Don't forget about Tutu Atwell as well and uh, Tyler Higby. Oh, uh, yeah. Tight end. Uh, the, one is... weakness, the one weakness in the Browns' uh, secondary is they give up way too many yards to tight end. And Tyler Higby had two touchdowns against Arizona last week. So that kind in of scares three, me. In three games, Stafford is 3-0 and against the Browns historically. He, yep. uh, he has the only winning record against them um, – the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Pittsburgh Steelers all have winning records against Stanford. Um, he has 12 touchdowns to only four interceptions against Cleveland in his lifetime. He has a quarterback rating of 107. Um, he's, only, he's only been sacked seven times. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's just a lot. His average game is 306 yards against the Brownies. 
in his in his in the three wow. games, which is wow. you know, pretty pretty good. Um, he has nine hundred and some yards, yeah, total in those three games. Obviously, based on those averages, Yikes. so yards per uh, gain is ten yards. It looks like, yep. Um, so yeah, you know. Um, so John, you're telling yeah. me we might have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just one of the you know, and I think going into this game, I mean, I'm we're we should be. As a, as a fan and, and knowing what we've seen so far for the Browns, I mean, this is a very winnable game, very winnable game. And any game you go into like this, like even last week against Denver, that game was right there for the taking still even last week against the Broncos. The sc- final score was 29 to 12, which seems like it Beginning was in the fourth quarter stretch, but it was 17. It was 14, 12. They got up 17, 12. Yeah. The Browns got the ball back. They were driving. Um, there were just some mistakes there. And then we just couldn't get it back. So again, I think this is going to be similar. I definitely think we've got to get off to a much uh, better start uh, than we have uh, like last week in the game up in Seattle. But let's talk about that, what they got to do, some of the keys to the game. We're going to pause for a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. And we're back. How do you like those commercials? Did you, yeah, great, you wanna, great commercials. Did, did you want to buy all those things that they were trying to get you to buy all those products? Yeah. A little. Already did I had... on my phone while we were in commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's all all right, so all Let's down. talk about all the products. <laughs> let's talk about the keys to the game. Samuel, let's start with you. What are some of the keys? What are one or two uh, specific keys that you think for the Browns to pull this game out? Uh, don't fumble the ball three times. <laughs> uh, I think ball protection, ball security, keeping no needless turnovers, um, stuff like that. No triple reverses unless you actually are good at them. Um, but I think it's going to be limiting turnovers. And then I think it's going to be, uh, not playing football where it's, you're acting like you're down 21 points when you're down three playing at football where situational football, if you're down three, maybe play with a little pace, but if you're up three, maybe to the clock a little, maybe stuff like that. Just making sure that in the moment you have the proper game plan for that moment. It's your coach. I think Samuel, you have a career in, as a coach. Just, just, just yeah. I play right. a lot of Madden. So I always pretend whenever I see uh, coaches that do terrible time management, I'm like, man, if only they had me over there, I would have perfectly done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, all right, so let's come back up to you, Steve. A key to the game. Uh, several. Two. I agree with uh, Samuel. No turnovers. Uh, the Rams have only forced nine turnovers, uh, which is the league worst. So mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, stop them. Uh, the run on early downs. Force them into passing downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and on offense. Um, They've got to be in uh, second and three, third and two, those kind of uh, situations. Um, that's it. Uh, and, yeah. and time management. Control the clock. Mm-hmm. Keep Matt Stafford on the bench. Most of these games this season, the Browns have pretty much managed that time. I mean, even yeah, last they're top week, five. They're yeah, top at least five even in, last uh, week, it was it minutes. was very close. I think. Maybe Denver had a little bit more time in that game, but um, I think at the half Browns, they did, which was yeah, surprising. 
the Browns had more plays they called in that game, um, actually. Because, well, from that last game, from when it yeah. went 14 to nothing to yeah. the time DTR got hurt. Yes. The Browns dominated. Oh, yeah. I mean, they in that in between that period, that third they quarter, were the better team. That third quarter drive, the Browns went, I think, 12 or 13 plays. Yep. Chalked up about seven or eight minutes a clock. And yeah. um, that's so I game. definitely. Yeah, and Falco, I'm sorry, Flacco. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry, I did that one on purpose. Um, oh, sure you did. <laughs> oh, I just want—I I, want to see uh, Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman uh, take take the field today. Uh, it, I want to see the. No, I don't want to see the kicker. I like our kicker, but I like uh, the kicker in the yeah, replacement. the kicker. Oh, it was such a classic. Well, you know, he, <laughs> that this is, this is. Uh, there was another old movie called Notting Hill that came out right before um, the replacements. And that guy uh, that, and I don't know the character, the actor's name, but he was in that movie as well. That that starred Julia Roberts. And um, yep. who, who's the other British uh, actor? Hugh, um, Hugh, 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 I know uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. No, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah. 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 So, um, all right. Uh, let's talk predictions before we leave tonight. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. A, a, a predict. I know you don't like to give these. How do you? Uh, if you don't want to give me a prediction, give me how you th- see this game playing out, or how you'd like one to see and it play out. One and zero. Oh. <laughs> no, right. I think um, I think if the Browns can uh, get a lead, uh, game over. That's, okay, that's it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Sam. Yeah, um, I think prediction the Browns just need to be careful. I think they got can't let this Rams team uh, get hot because this Rams team isn't great, but when they get hot, when they get into a rhythm, they're really good, uh, and they can really make it tough on you. Uh, keeping, and I think if they do start out, I think they need to figure themselves out quickly because it feels like in the first quarter of games, they're still trying to work out how they're supposed to beat this team, which does make sense, but they take forever. And during that time, they take forever. They let up a lot of points and stuff and they make a lot of mistakes. I think they got to start figuring out what team they are playing against, how they work really quickly. Otherwise this Rams team might be able to just burn you if you're not careful. Because Sam makes a great point. Very good point. Yeah. Great point. There is no margin for error yes. in this game. He's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a big game for both teams. The Rams are coming to this game. They're they're five and six, but they are right there in this uh, playoff race in the in the uh, yeah because the uh, NFC West so weak. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's a big game. They've been winning some games now. They've coming off of a win against the Cardinals. Uh, any updates on that uh, Cardinals? Uh, uh, it's uh, still ten to three Cardinals in Pittsburgh. They're in some kind of weather delay. Oh, rain weather delay over in okay. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, we just had some rain on. here. Well, we had some rain and uh, thunder here in Columbus, so it might have uh-huh. gone through there at this point. So, okay. Well, folks, um, we're going to have a post game show, rain or shine, um, win or loss. Uh, we will be bringing that to you. Uh, some of us will be back. Uh, maybe all of us will be back. We'll see how we're all feeling emotionally. Uh, <laughs> we may, may be emotionally spent, but uh, I believe the Village Elliot will be uh, coming uh, 
on that too. So we'll be bringing that probably about 8.30 or 9 uh, Eastern, which would be at about 7.30 or 8 Central Time, which would be where Samuel and Steve both live. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, we'll be bringing all of the shows again. Samuel brings his uh, Browns breakdowns a couple times during the week, which is just great, uh, great information there. And uh, Steve brings his Dog Pound South show Mondays. Awesome. Uh, gets those nuggets of information that we don't hear very often from Browns fans. And, you know, I, I see Browns fans every day. I saw one today. I went to the bowling alley earlier today and the guy behind the counter is a big Browns fan. So I said, Hey, you know, we've got the, this fanatical L's network. And he says, Oh, can you write the name down? You know? And uh, so I wrote it down from an old guy, you know, and I gave it to him and I said, yeah, just, you know, type in Cleveland Browns when you go to Apple or Spotify and bam, our podcast pops up, download it follow us and you'll never miss miss a show thanks for watching us here on the x on youtube on facebook we love you we love you browns fans spread the love and uh go browns this afternoon woof woof <laughs> real quick update uh, yes pittsburgh game will start uh restart at 3 20 eastern time uh, well i won't so be watching so another six minutes and they're still losing <laughs> All right, Sam, take care. See you, uh, Steve. Have a great night, everybody. Go Browns. Go Browns. I can't, like, do this. I have a special shirt.